Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Before we get into it, be advised that this series contains bad language and references to violence. At 2.30 p.m. on January 6th, the crowd at the east side of the U.S. Capitol is a mass of heaving bodies. Rioters are surging forward as police in body armor attempt to hold the line. Limbs, flagpoles, batons, railings, and riot shields are tangling in a violent mess. But in the midst of the chaos, a small group stands out from everyone else. They're decked out in full camo, with body armor, helmets, and radios. Okay, guys, we're on open channel here now. Everybody can hear and talk. What makes them different is the way they're moving. They're walking slowly, in single file, each with a hand on the shoulder of the person in front. They're piercing through the crowd, working their way to the front. In the military, this way of moving is known as a ranger file, or ranger stack. It's a standard formation for ground troops about to breach a building. And that's exactly what this group is going to do. This is what we fucking lived up for. Everything we fucking trained for. They're communicating via a walkie-talkie app called Zello. The name of their channel, Stop the Steel J6. Like tens of thousands of their fellow protesters, these people want to prevent what they see as the theft of a presidential election. They've just thought it out a bit more than everyone else. We have a good group. We got about 30, 40 of us. 
We're sticking together and sticking to the plan. This unit believes that today is their last chance to save American democracy. Today, they can become heroes. That's right, motherfuckers. This is a can of whoop-ass made in America. Fuck yeah. In the coming weeks and months, almost every member of this unit will be identified and arrested. Today, they're facing some of the most serious criminal charges to stem from the riot. But that's all for the future. For now, they're having the time of their lives. Over in the Capitol. We're in the fucking Capitol. The squadron that pierced the Capitol like human bayonets on January 6th were no ordinary rioters. The men and women who moved in military formation that day were members of a well-armed paramilitary force that boasts chapters all over the United States. They were, in short, members of a militia. In this episode, we're going to look under the hood of one of the biggest militia groups in the United States and figure out how they fit into the picture on January 6th. We'll meet the guy who founded the organization and still runs it today. We'll also explore the life of one of his foot soldiers who invaded the Capitol in the Ranger Stack and fought his way into the Great Hall underneath the Capitol Dome. So come with me into the United States Capitol. From the teams at Cool Zone Media, iHeartRadio, and Novel, this is The Assault on America, Episode 3, No Ordinary Rioters. America has always had militias. Back in the 18th century, they were a way of organizing resistance against the British, and George Washington would never have beat the Redcoats without them. This is what gives modern militias a patina of credibility. And the way people in the Patriot Movement talk today about 1776, you'd think they'd personally skewered Redcoats on their bayonets at the Battle of Long Island. 1776! Now, the militia heyday in the 18th century was well before the United States had a standing army of its own. Bigger and better and stronger than ever before. These days, America does have a standing army, a fairly large one. Nobody's going to mess with us, folks. Nobody. So, you might ask yourself, why in the year 2021 are there hundreds of unregulated militia groups spread around the country and armed to the teeth? I spoke to someone who might know. I have probably dozens of death threats that I've recorded in Zello, like specifically against me for writing about groups. Hampton Stahl is the editor of Militia Watch, a research platform that covers America's far-right militias. He's also the guy who recorded the audio of militia members you heard at the start of the episode. Hampton worked with a WNYC journalist named Micah Lowinger, and together they eavesdropped on militia groups as the Capitol was stormed. I mean, it, it gets your heart racing. Like, it's, it's definitely an adrenaline shot, especially when it's groups that are like, you know, a 20-minute drive from my front door. Hampton grew up in upstate South Carolina, 
It is deep red territory, and when the populist right-wing Tea Party movement burst onto the national stage in the late 2000s, they gained a lot of support in Hampton's hometown. It was around then that Hampton noticed something else happening, too. I started seeing people from Tea Party groups start taking up arms and start saying kind of wild phrases. And so there's sort of a personal interest in, like, who the hell were these people that were marching around armed in my hometown. Militia movements have waxed and waned throughout America's history. In the 1980s and early 90s, militias blossomed, tied to the militant white supremacist movement. But they fell into decline after militia member Timothy McVeigh carried out the Oklahoma City bombing in 1995. And later on, during the Obama years, Hampton witnessed firsthand the resurgence of American militias. Many of these groups were motivated by conspiracy theories that the new black liberal president was planning to mobilize the National Guard against gun owners and put them in concentration camps. And it wasn't just ordinary civilians who were falling for this stuff. I've detected multiple times active police officers involved in militia spaces, and they've been involved all the way up the chain, from just kind of expressing support to people who are in militias to joining you know, militia chats on Facebook to even being members of militia groups. The whole gamut has kind of been seen. More on that later in the series. After being reignited by the election of Obama, America's militia movement was given a massive boost in 2016. Suddenly, the government that militias loved to hate was taken over by someone they straight up loved. That 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 is some group of people, thousands. So nice. Thank you very much. That's really nice. Thank you. Here was a president they could get on board with, someone with obvious disdain for the workings of government and someone whose far-right rhetoric was more of an air raid than a dog whistle. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. And some, I assume, are good people. So when Trump lost in 2020, many of America's militias weren't pleased. And in the winter months following the election, lots of them got caught up in Ali Alexander's Stop the Steal campaign, which we covered in the last episode. Even if they never heard the name Ali Alexander, they heard about January 6th. I saw it everywhere, maybe just before Christmas. People were talking about January 6th pretty aggressively at the time. They were saying things like, we're going to go to the tunnels of the Capitol and fight Antifa down there, which is just like way more specific than stuff that had been being said for the last few months. So that's kind of what the big warning sign was for me that made me realize, you know, it's probably a good idea when January 6th came around to sit down at my computer and be watching the feeds to try and document what sort of armed groups were present. And that's how Hampton came to be recording the Zello channel called Stop the Steel J6 during the Capitol riot. In the roughly two hours of audio, we hear a militia member report back to her friends elsewhere in the country as she storms the Capitol. At the start of the recording, there's palpable excitement in her voice as she nears her target. Everybody's marching on the Capitol, all million of us. It's insane. We're about two blocks away from it now. Police are doing nothing. They're not even trying to stop us at this point. As she reports back, voices from across the country cheer her on, joking about draining the swamp. Trump's been trying to drain the swamp with a straw. We just brought a shop back. 
We're gonna have to blow the dam to drain this fucking swamp. Be safe down there, that's all I gotta say. Just be safe, be alert, and stay in groups. It's like it's Christmas all over again for us patriots. Alas, the Christmassy vibes are few and far between in the rest of the audio. Most of the voices are considerably more disturbing. They've got the gallows set upside this Capitol building. It's time to start fucking using them. Patriots need to have the guns nearby. The FBI rats are trapped on the roof and they have nowhere to go. (laughs) Kill them all. I won't take you through the whole thing. I wouldn't do that to you. But here are some headlines. For one, these guys are obsessed with Antifa. We're not dumbasses like Antifa. They hate Mike Pence. We got a report that Pence is a pedophile, unindicted pedophile. And they have fascinating theories about what Joe Biden does with his downtime. He's hiding in a basement, bouncing some little kids off his back and having them play with his blonde leg hair, sick fucker. My team was unable to fact check this allegation, but you get the point. The voices on this channel are not part of the same reality that I live in, and probably that you live in too, and neither are the militia members in the ranger stack scything through the crowd. While the Zello channel cheers them on with heartwarming messages of encouragement, the unit on the ground achieves their objective. We are in the main dome right now. We are rocking it. They're throwing grenades, they're freaking shooting people with paintballs, but we're in here. Fucking get some. God bless and Godspeed and keep going. Get it, Jess. For the militia members, this is a moment of pure jubilation. But what's extraordinary is the fact that none of them seem bothered or even aware that they're breaking the law. As they speak freely on a public walkie-talkie channel, it's clear that they feel they're on the right side of history and thus untouchable by law enforcement. Patriots are taking selfies together with Capitol Police inside the Capitol. They even reassure each other that their actions are legal, using highly dubious jargon. The civilian authority of we the people, constitutional enforcement action, direct action. There seems to be no understanding that those who enter the Capitol, maskless and openly boasting on social media, are putting themselves in legal jeopardy. Then again, perhaps it's what we should expect from an outfit whose getaway plan involves hijacking federal snowplows. Those snowplows are going to be easily hot-wired. They're diesel trucks. That's the way out, if need to be. They belong to us, the taxpayers. We the fucking people. Now, I wouldn't begrudge my tax dollars going towards the world's slowest police chase with a few dozen militia members crammed into snowplows, but the point stands. Anyone who would even consider that route is not part of a world-class conspiracy. And that's because the militias that breached the Capitol, and the voices cheering them from back home, they're just the foot soldiers. They're not to be written off. They are dangerous people, breaking the hell out of some laws. But they're not the brains of the operation. That distinction belongs to someone else entirely. While the militia member in the Ranger stack is broadcasting her movements on Zello, Godspeed and fair winds to us. There's a man standing nearby a safe distance back from the violence. His name is Elmer Stewart Rhodes, and he's the leader of the largest militia group in America, which just so happens to be the most extensively prosecuted paramilitary organization related to the January 6th riots. To understand his organization and what it's capable of, 
we need to understand the man. It's time to meet Stuart Rhodes. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200k for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O.com. His involvement is exactly what I thought it would be. I knew he would never go inside the Capitol. He's sort of the, the leader that stands in back and pretends he's going to lead and then hangs back. This is Tasha Adams, the estranged wife of Stuart Rhodes. I'm stating the obvious here, but Tasha is not an impartial source when it comes to Rhodes. As I record this, she's running a GoFundMe campaign to get money to pay for her divorce. She lives in rural Montana with her six children and a lot of animals. I think some of the noise interruption might be my my chickens. (laughs) Tasha met Stuart in Las Vegas in 1991. 
She was an 18-year-old dance instructor, and one day, a 25-year-old Stuart Rhodes came in for a barn dancing lesson. He's all stiff. (laughs) At this point, Rhodes had already served in the U.S. Army and was now a commercial artist, making sculptures for local casinos. He was really assertive, almost kind of aggressive in personality. Me being such a innately shy and quiet person, that was always something that I liked in, you know, someone to date because it sort of opened doors for me. Stuart and Tasha lived an itinerant life, starting a big family but always moving from town to town, job to job. In 2008, Rhodes took a job working for the libertarian Ron Paul's short-lived presidential campaign. If we do the right things, we can restore the greatness of this country. Thank you very much. He must have liked something about it, because soon after the campaign flatlined, Rhodes told Tasha that he wanted to form his own organization. I thought, wow, this is something he can do for a living where all he has to do is talk. You know, this is something he can do. As Tasha describes it, his way with words and his Yale degree won him work easily enough. He just never saw it through. Tasha figured that any job that just let him speak would be a good thing for him. You know, he grew up in a family of motivational speakers and ministers, and this is what they do in that family, is they give speeches and they they sell multi-level marketing products and they, they're reverends and they, they love this stuff. This is great, you know, something he won't get fired at. Rhodes was indeed brilliant at evangelizing for his new organization and soon created a membership structure with annual fees and traveled the country recruiting members. Our mission is simply to reach out and remind all active duty military, police, and firefighters of their civic obligation, of their legal duty and responsibilities under Article 6 of the U.S. Constitution. It was amazingly immediate. He launched a free blog. He wrote up a bit, and it was almost instant. And so, in March of 2009, the Oath Keepers were born. It was a pressure group campaigning for police and military to keep the oaths that they'd sworn to uphold the Constitution. He created a list called the Declaration of Orders We Will Not Obey. The list reads like a big dog whistle to the conspiracy theory that Democrats were planning to impose martial law and take everyone's guns. But at the turn of the 2010s, Republicans were catastrophizing that the newly elected President Obama was about to send gun owners to the gulag, and Rhodes' message found a willing audience. As the Oath Keepers grew and grew, Rhodes masterminded their transition from being an advocacy group to a straight-up militia. If the people in this country were to recognize the necessity of getting back to the Founders' plan, the necessity of a well-regulated militia, being necessary for security or free state. If they were to do that, that would throw a massive monkey wrench in the plans of the, the globalist oligarchy because they want disarmed populations that are easy to control. Under Rhodes' charismatic leadership, the Oath Keepers grew to become one of the largest militias in the country. They claimed to have over 40,000 fee-paying members. But in 2014, something seems to have changed for Rhodes. His ex-wife, Tasha, links this change to a meeting he allegedly had with the FBI. His mental state spiraled fast after that, and that was when we realized, I I have to get out of this. Tasha doesn't know what the feds said to Stewart, or if the meeting was even related to his decline in mental health. But after 25 turbulent years of marriage, having met Rhodes when she was just 18, she finally woke up to the kind of man that he really was. It was actually some of the books he had laying around. 
He had a book in particular called The Sociopath Next Door. And I just sat down and read it. And it felt like I just was drained of all life for a minute, you know, really, after I read that. It just hit me. And there was no way around it. He's a sociopath. Tasha describes years, decades, of feeling that Stewart's abusive behavior was her fault. She would think that maybe she just wasn't lovable. Maybe she'd done something wrong. And whatever issues he had could surely be loved away. At long last, she decided the problem was not with her. It was with her husband. Much of the abuse Tasha alleges was financial. Rhodes was paying himself a salary of $80,000 a year to run the Oath Keepers. But Tasha says that almost none of that money trickled back to the family. We were really in a difficult place. The disparity of how money was spent was just so odd. We were just so used to it. You know, just even little things like the kids and I only ever shopped in thrift stores, but all his clothes were top of the line, expensive clothes. The kids would have holes in their shoes. And, you know, I think he had 50 pairs of shoes and all of them over $100 each. I mean, just things like that. There was physical abuse, too. Tasha says that Rhodes would sometimes hurt her, or even the kids, and then come up with ludicrous excuses. Oh, I was just practicing my martial arts. As far as we can tell, Rhodes has never commented publicly on Tasha's allegations, and they have not been proved in a court of law. But as her relationship with Rhodes deteriorated, Rhodes's public rhetoric became increasingly extreme. He developed a working relationship with America's preeminent conspiracy theorist, the InfoWars host, Alex Jones, and would often appear on Jones's show to promote the Oath Keepers. Here he is in 2020, calling for Donald Trump to deploy the military against leftists. In the past, I've been opposed to using the military domestically for, for this purpose. He needs to use the military. We, we were worried about globalists using the military against us, which is going to happen. This is globalist overthrowing our government. We better have the military stop the globalist. I mean, you have to love it. Rhodes founded his organization out of a fear that Democrats were going to use the military to crush American freedoms. And now here he is, agitating for the U.S. military to murder his political enemies. And he wasn't just relying on Trump. In the run-up to January 6th, Rhodes appears to have made plans of his own. We have men already stationed outside D.C. as a nuclear option, so I've got good men on the ground already. We've been did a leader's recon there last week, and we're uh, sorting out what we're going to be staging and we'll be there. We'll be inside D.C. We'll also be on the outside of D.C. armed, prepared to go in. Rhodes is describing an armed paramilitary force lurking outside of D.C., ready to enter the city at his word. This is a so-called QRF, or Quick Reaction Force. The idea is that if Rhodes gives the signal, a small group can bring weapons into D.C. and distribute them to the unarmed Oath Keepers already present at the Capitol. You can only guess at the carnage that might have ensued if dozens of Oath Keepers had gotten their hands on guns during the riot. On the day of the insurrection, InfoWars host Alex Jones can barely contain his excitement. Can you not feel history happening right now? I mean, it's happening right now. It is, and we're all, we all need to realize that we're Americans, we're born in this country at this time for this purpose. We need to let go of the fear. Stuart Rhodes clearly did not let go of his fear on January 6th. He never called in the QRF, he never went into the Capitol building, either. At least 20 of his Oath Keepers have since been arrested. Some of them are looking at decades in prison. In each of their indictments, someone called Person One features prominently, communicating with them all day on an encrypted signal channel called DC Op Jan 6th 21. And you guessed it, 
Person one is believed to be Stuart Rhodes. So, will Rhodes eventually get picked up for conspiracy to obstruct Congress? Or for the small matter of plotting an armed coup? Time will tell. Meanwhile... There's no such ambiguity for his foot soldiers who entered the Capitol on Jan 6th, blissfully unaware of the trouble they were storing up for themselves. Hey, brother, we're boots on the ground here. We're moving on to Capitol now. I'll give you a boots on the ground update here in a few. I wanted to know more about Rhodes's foot soldiers. There's been a lot written about them online, both vilifying and glorifying, depending on where Google leads you. But I figured that to get a read on them, I'd need to get closer. My name is Danessa, and I am the sister of one of the domestic terrorists that tried to overtake the Capitol, Donovan Crowell. Danessa's brother, Donovan Crowell, is a former Marine and a current Oath Keeper. We heard his voice briefly in the Zello recordings. Donovan comes first. Overran the Capitol! In the aftermath of the riot, Donovan's picture went viral because he looked, you know, like a scary guy. He was wearing a combat helmet, ballistic goggles, and a tactical vest, and he was carrying a handheld radio. What I wanted to know was how does an American citizen and a veteran reach this point? Where does he come from? My parents were very young parents. They A, were too young to be having children, and B, my father was a raging alcoholic and very abusive. But Donovan was kind of the protector. You know, he was my older brother. Of course, I idolized him. This makes a change from Stuart Rhodes practicing karate on his own kids. Donovan and Denissa grew up in Bushnell, Illinois, and Donovan had a normal, fulfilling life, building a family, working in a factory, coaching baseball, and he and Denissa stayed close. I was a single parent, and he was helping me. He worked nights at a factory, and I, of course, worked days as a nurse, so he would watch my daughter while I was at work, and I would keep his daughter on the weekends. But in the 2010s, Donovan went through a difficult divorce. He lost his job, and he got addicted to alcohol and other substances. And that wasn't the only major change in his life. One day, Donovan had called me, and we were just talking, and just out of the blue, he says, I want you to start saving gas and gas cans. I want you to keep cash on hand at all times, and I want you to get a map and draw a back route to my house in case you have to leave real quick and get to me. And I'm like, what in the hell are you talking about, Donovan? Why would I even need to do that? Donovan became a prepper, someone who prepares for societal breakdown. His sister, Denissa, wrote it off as a drink-fueled eccentricity, but it became harder to ignore. We were having a family reunion, and we had it out at the property that Donovan lived on because they could do target practice and whatever Neanderthals do. And I had walked up to the house to go to the bathroom, and when I went into the bathroom, I saw this magazine. It was a prepper magazine. Something like, you put your food in 33-gallon drums, and very right-wing magazine. So I made fun of him. I took it out, and I said, what is this bullshit? I was concerned about the people he was hanging out with. I'd never heard of the Oath Keepers. 
In case you're not a regular listener, Danissa is talking about the sort of stuff you hear on InfoWars. It goes like this. It's either President Trump is encouraged and, and bolstered and strengthened to do what he must do, or we wind up in a bloody fight. We all know that. The fight's coming. I don't know what Donovan was watching or what his online habits were, but it's clear that the kind of far-right message pushed by Stuart Rhodes and others on InfoWars hit home at a hard period in Crowell's life. He felt that Obama was a Muslim. I think there were racist undertones that I had never heard from him before. I mean, he fought in the Gulf War next to all ethnicities. So this was kind of something new to me, and I think that is kind of an undercurrent of right-wing media. You might have guessed that Denise's politics aren't the same as her brother's. The two drifted apart as Donovan latched onto Donald Trump in 2015 and became increasingly immersed in a paranoid world of conspiracy theories. I didn't put up with it, where everybody else would just be like, yeah, yeah, just to get him to shut up, I would tell him you're a moron. Think about what you're saying. I mean, the mental gymnastics that he would have to do to justify FEMA camps and Hillary eating babies and just all of this stuff, it's just absolutely ridiculous. It was around this time that Denissa's relationship with her brother fell apart. In 2016, Denissa went to a family gathering. On the first day, she wore an I'm with her t-shirt, meaning she was going to vote for Hillary. And then the second day, I wore a nasty woman t-shirt. That went over not well at all. Sure enough, it set Donovan off, and the ensuing argument would be the last time they'd speak for quite a while. In fact, Denissa wouldn't hear Donovan's voice until January 2021, when she heard a now familiar clip on the news. Over in the Capitol! We're in the fucking Capitol! Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, The CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. 
So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Donovan Crowell is looking at up to 20 years in prison for his part in the ranger stack that breached the Capitol. Meanwhile, Stuart Rhodes, Crowell's commander, is a free man. This could simply be because Rhodes is so careful. Tasha describes a level of paranoia that has no doubt served him well since the insurrection. He's very, very aware of being recorded and monitored at all times. He won't even talk in a house. If he wants to have a private conversation with someone, they'll take off their smartwatches, they'll take off their phones, and they'll stand in the woods somewhere and talk under the covers of trees so satellites can't read their lips. (laughs) Maybe that's why Stuart wasn't eager to do an interview with me. But what if there's another explanation for his paranoia? It was in 2014 that Tasha decided she had to escape her marriage. And at around this point, Rhodes seemed to unravel, following a secret meeting with the FBI. Is it possible this meeting is the reason that he hasn't gone to prison? I'm not sure what happened, but he seemed to really melt down after that. And I don't know if they threatened him with, you know, with possible arrest or if he made a deal with them and possibly worked as an informant after that. I don't know what happened, but he really melted down after that and that became dangerous. Is Stuart Rhodes a federal informant? It might explain why so many members of his organization are in prison on conspiracy charges while the alleged chief conspirator remains free. But people are starting to talk. When Rhodes attended CPAC, one of the biggest conservative gatherings of the year, in July 2021, he was accosted by an alt-right media influencer. Oathkeeper guy, right? Yeah, man. Hey, so, thank you for your service. We love our federal informants. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> the macho militia man is being mocked on a live stream, taunted about being a federal informant. Can I explain why you haven't been indicted yet? Because I'm fucking innocent. And you've avoided outside. all conspiracy charges. So far, they're after my ass right now. Want to go outside and fight? Let's fucking go fight. While Stuart Rhodes defends his honor at CPAC, Donovan Crowell waits for the justice system to decide his fate. His sister, Denissa, feels like her brother has been used and discarded. I don't know where he goes from here. I just, I don't know. I miss my brother. Denissa has spoken to Donovan once or twice since his arrest by the FBI in January 2021. To me, at least, the way she describes it, their interactions leave open a possibility of the kind of redemption simply not possible for a man like Stuart Rhodes. I said, Donovan, I love you. What are you doing here? 
he said, we used to have each other's back and I don't understand how, you know, what happened, but I love you too. And, you know, I saw a little bit of the old Donovan. But the old Donovan never lasts long. Donovan and Denise's mother died of cancer in August 2021. When she was on her deathbed, she would have occasional phone calls with her eldest son. When Donovan would call her when she was in the hospital, all he would do was rail against the medical establishment and saying all she needed was hydrogen peroxide. My mom would just essentially set the phone down or say she had to go because he would get fired up talking about how not to take the vaccine and that the hospital was trying to kill her. The Oath Keepers have gotten a lot of attention in the months since the Capitol riot. But when it comes to militias in the United States, Stuart Rhodes and his Oath Keepers are just the start of the story. The militia scene is highly fragmented, with hundreds of groups constantly forming and splintering, some with three or four members and many with dozens of people involved. This depressing prospect makes me think back to the Zello audio that Hampton Stahl recorded on J6. For all the funny stuff about hot-wiring snowplows and playing with Biden's leg hair, there were a few voices in the chat that sounded like they meant business. At some point during the riot, a mysterious General E drops by, his moniker an obvious play on the Confederate General Robert E. Lee. General E proceeds to sketch out a plan for continuing the campaign on January 7th. The premise is far-fetched, but it does sound like he has equipment and manpower. First thing in the morning, we are heading out in a convoy. We will have armored vehicles coming from Texas, North Texas, South Texas. We will be moving in a convoy up to D.C. the next two and a half days. We are going to meet in a civil at the Virginia River Line. All patriots and militiamen need to report to the river on the Virginia side. We will be assembling there and we will be taking our capital back. The good general's plan, of course, is utter madness. But so is the Capitol riot. And there are voices in the group who sound like they want to sign up. General Lee, this is uh, Gator. Even if it is someone called Gator. Our group wants to link up with you and uh, move in. If you could, please contact me. You have my number. And Gator isn't the only voice jonesing for treason. General E, uh, this is Badlands Actual. I just sent a request on Zello. Can you side porch me, please? Now, this second attempt at a coup never materialized. Within 24 hours of the Capitol riot, D.C. was flooded with National Guard troops who embedded there for weeks. So we'll never know whether our General E and company would have gone through with their tough talk. But when it comes to domestic terrorism, I'm usually inclined to take people at their word. So the million-dollar question remains, what can we do about these guys? Here's Hampton Stahl. I don't think that the FBI or DHS or whomever else is going to be able to, like, shoot their way out of this problem. I don't think they're going to be able to jail their way out of this problem. I don't think they're going to be able to, like, no-knock raid their way out of this problem of, like, militia involvement in the United States. It could be termed as a 
hyper low level insurgency at this point. And I think a security approach will only serve to escalate that insurgency into like very real like violence. So I'm not sure it's going to be as effective as everybody's hoping. The idea that a bunch of disparate militias armed with a motley assortment of rifles could present a threat to the U.S. military is often mocked by liberals. It shouldn't be. On January 6th, some of these people were seconds away from potentially capturing elected leaders, and God knows what might have happened then. When we write these groups off as Yal-Qaeda, country bumpkins doomed to lose any fight they start, we're allowing our own biases to blind us to a very real threat. World history is filled with small groups of armed and motivated people who, through a mix of daring and blind bravado, changed the world. Often for the worse. Perhaps the most frightening thing about people like Rhodes isn't that they might overthrow the government or even start the civil war that many of them fantasize about. It's the fact that they have increasingly deep ties to elected leaders on the right. Imagine what might happen if these people find themselves supported and empowered by an administration all too happy to cut them loose against the enemies of the people. It's happened before, in Germany, Rwanda, Bosnia, and a thousand bloody little conflicts all over the globe. There's nothing written in the stars that says it can't happen here. Next time, we're going to look at a very different activist from Stuart Rhodes, a militant whose weapon of choice is memes. An L.A. rapper addicted to online engagement who surfed the social media algorithms, cruising through music and politics before finally breaching the Capitol with an outrageous plan in mind. Hey, let's call Trump! Let's call Trump, yes! (laughs) So join me in episode four as we meet the guy that everyone overlooked, including myself, with dire consequences. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ocean by H10 Hotels and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com.